What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Places Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-hosts, Micah. Hello. And Carrie. What's up? It's only been two weeks, but it feels like a lot longer than two weeks since we recorded for some reason. I don't know why, but I'm in I'm in much better spirits than I was uh, last time uh, we recorded an episode, even though the, you know, the endemic violence in America has not stopped. Um, <laughs> no. You know, it's still... Uh, Still going on, but uh, I'm just uh, I'm just a little bit more upbeat and chipper. Uh, I'll throw it to you guys first. Do you want to talk about state of play, or do you want to hear about uh, the thing the the thing that everyone in the game industry is talking about right now? Um, I, I I heard one opinion mm-hmm. about the thing that you're talking about, and uh, while I respect that opinion, I respect yours more. Uh, I'm very curious as to what. This is before I even bother. Before I even bother tapping the the app, mm-hmm. I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Well, let's let's start with Diablo Immortal, perhaps the most talked about mobile game uh, in recent memory. I can't remember a mobile game that was talked about as much as this uh, in recent times. So, I'm having a lot of fun with Diablo Immortal because <laughs> because at the end of the day. At its core, the gameplay, the minute-to-minute, you know, stuff, it's it's a Diablo game. And a good one at that. Like, it's really fun. Um, using my Backbone controller. I haven't used the touch controls at all. Uh, it's, yeah. been, it's been a joy to play on a controller, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So that's been pretty fun. Um, and look, I am, so my character is level 47 right now, I want to say. 48, 47 in that range. Uh, the level cap is 60 before you start getting into Paragon land. Um, and I've probably put in, I don't know, maybe like 10 hours so far into the game, 10, 10 to 12. I would imagine at this point, I've literally played it every day since it's come out. Like I said, it's been, <laughs> it's been fun. Um, it is a Diablo game for better and worse. Um, you know, the minute to minute gameplay, constantly getting loot, all that all that shit is in there. Um, it's got a campaign with incredibly cheesy, you know, dialogue and story and, and all this other stuff. The the main villain's name is a demon named Skarn, by the way, which all I can think of when I hear Skarn is Michael Skarn. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's always fun. Um, it also has like the dumb stuff that you have in every Diablo game, which is, you know, grinding bounties and things of that nature as, as you go along as ways to get XP and, and stretch out the content. Um, it's also like arguably the most MMO a Diablo game has been because like when you're in these spaces and in these areas on the map, uh, other players that are on the same server as you are literally populated in that space with you and you can interact, interact with them and, create clans and war bands and they have raids in the game. Cause you can fight raid bosses with eight other players and, or with seven other players. And they have a lot of like team based activities, which for a Diablo game is pretty cool. Like, like stuff you specifically have to do with other players. Like they have multiplayer only content and they have a good uh, engine for bringing folks together to do that. Like, and I've already like explored some of the, you know, other stuff like I just became a shadow because the thing with immortal is that they have the it's the immortals versus the shadows is like this sub uh, conflict that's going on underneath. And like you as the shadows can 
join dark clans that are also shadows and the top shadow teams can overthrow the immortals and they'll become immortals the next season and shit like that. So like it's, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. Um, the game is completely free. Uh, I spent a total of $5 to buy the battle pass for this season, the premium battle pass. Um, and I haven't had to spend any other money. There's no gated limits on how much you can play per day and, and stuff like that. And I've been progressing through the story. I'm still not done the campaign yet. I feel like I'm getting kind of close to the end, but I'm still working through that. So overall, for a Diablo game, it's pretty fun. But I, I well, well, well yeah, but it, it, we'll ask your question because we might we might get into it. So I I I want to try it, but I do not have a backbone, and mm-hmm. I uh, literally and figuratively, and um, <laughs> I I uh, I don't want to tap 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 all over the place. Yeah, that's my only thing. It's the only reason I haven't really gotten into it is is that game feels like it's very. It feels like it's going to be Diablo and Diablo. There's a lot of clicking and I don't want to have to keep. So even though I'm not using the like, even though I'm using a controller, the interface is still on the screen. Like I still have to see kind of how the button layout is. And it's not bad because like it's literally like you have your D-pad on one side that you can, you know, tap to move your guy around. And then you have these big buttons for each of your skill abilities. And like you have one major button, which is your primary attack. And then you have four other buttons that, you know, surround it um, that are your other skills that you can like your skills that are on cooldown that you can do. Um, So I don't feel like it'll be bad. But that being said, like you could always just get like a like a mount for a PlayStation controller and just sync your PlayStation controller to your phone and just play it that way if you really wanted to. Or you could play it on the PC because it's on PC as well. And you can play it with a keyboard and mouse or a controller on there. So, like, the, there's there's options for you. Um, but there are a lot of very curious decisions that they made with this game. And it all stems from it being a mobile game. And it all stems from Blizzard being a company that likes to make as much money as they humanly possibly can. And it's led to some... Some not offensive, curious decisions, but it's also some incredibly weird and offensive, curious decisions. So one of the non-offensive, curious decisions is that there's points in the story that are level gated. Like you literally have to level your character up to certain levels to progress the story, which I guess is fine. But it's also kind of weird because like you'll like finish a part of the main campaign and it's like, all right, well, the next thing you have to do is get to level 50. And I'm like, well, I'm at level 46 right now. So what am I going to do? Just grind bounties and rifts and all this other stuff until I level up. And yeah, it's yeah. basically what you're going to do because that's, I mean, and again, that being said, they have a lot of activities you can do in the game, but bounties aren't, you know, the most fun thing to do in the entire world. Uh, rifts are fun, but that leads to the other incredibly curious thing that they've done. So they have two types of rifts. They have the challenge rifts, which are, basically challenge your build and see, you know, how hard of a challenge it can take on. And you start at one and I'm at challenge rift 10. Um, I think the highest challenge rift that anyone's unlocked so far is uh, 60. Um, and those are unlimited. Uh, you can do those as much as you want, but they also have, they don't really have a lot of great rewards. Like the only time you get a reward for a challenge rift is every time you clear a level for the first time um, you get a reward, but it's usually nothing to write home about. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're there. But then there's the Elder Rifts. The Elder Rifts are very similar to like the Nephilim Rifts and the Greater Rifts that are in 
Diablo three. It's kind of it's it's kind of supposed to be your main source of grinding because those rifts are where you can get gear. And importantly, those rifts are also where you can get legendary gems. And that's where a lot of the controversy around Diablo Immortal has reared its head, because much like a Diablo game, uh, you have loot that drops, you have equipment that you can get, and then you can socket gems to give that equipment additional properties. Now, in other Diablo games, it was typically the equipment that was kind of the draw, and it still kind of is that way in this one. Like, there's legendaries that have special, unique powers and stuff like that, and you're always trying to get more powerful. But the legendary gems is really what you want. Like, that. that's really what makes your build what it is. And you can level those gems up to unlock further abilities that those gems can do. But and they have like star ratings. So like if you played Genshin Impact, like you know how the characters and items drop with like a one to five star rating. Well, gems drop the same way, and a five star gem is a maxed out gem. But most of the legendary gems you get are going to be like one and two stars, right? Mm-hmm. You can earn pretty pr- the most reliable way to earn legendary gems is by playing through a challenge rift or not a challenge rift, but an elder rift is what they call it. And you can earn them in other ways, but that's the most reliable way to earn those gems. But can you upgrade those gems? Like, oh, you, you can, you can. But here's the thing: to upgrade a, a legendary gem from level one, from one star to two star, costs you one other legendary gem that you would destroy basically right. to do that. You're like, okay, cool. To look to go from two to three is five legendary gems that oh, you have to cool. destroy. And I'm assuming it gets exponentially greater from there. Cause I only, I've only leveled up a legendary gem to level three. So far as the highest I've gone. So, but here's the tricky thing. When you run an elder rift, you're not guaranteed to get a legendary gem. There's a drop table for it. And when you do get a legendary gem, the odds of getting a powerful legendary gem, obviously not that high. Uh, as Paul Tassi of Forbes put it, it's like buying a loot box and then having to play a dungeon before you get to open it. Essentially, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of what it is. Um, and here's the thing that's really dumb. So to increase your odds, you have to equip these crests before you go into the into the Elder Rift, and and they're consumable items, right? Every day you get one regular crest or Elder Crest for free, but you only get one a day. You can buy more, of course, but you only get one of them a day. The, but what you, but those don't help you like those help you a little bit, but they don't help you a lot. What you want are the legendary crests. Okay. And the legendary crests you don't get for, you get a couple for free as you play through the game, but you generally don't get those for free. Uh, you can purchase them within with currency that you earn in the game at a clip of one per month. And the only other way to get them is to fork over mm. actual hard-earned dollars. So we're just saying. You mean to tell me that a mobile game developed by Activision Blizzard <laughs> is really predatory and it's yes. trying to dig, dig it's your wallet right out of your Incredibly predatory. And and here's wow. and here's the thing that's here's the thing that's a problem. So for someone like me who's playing this casual core, I would say, but I'm also not concerned with being like the top of the leaderboards. Like I'm not concerned about like maxing out my character to the highest possible degree. I'm not too bothered by it, but at the same time, there's like an end point that I'm going to hit with the game where it just, 
becomes tedious to play it because I'm not really progressing towards anything. But if you are someone your choice is to grind it out or to give them. No, no, no. You can't even grind it out because, like I said, you really can't earn these legendary crests any other way. Literally, the only way to get to have a chance of getting these gems, unless unless to, to your point, yes, I guess I could grind out getting a gajillion legendary gems and then upgrading the ones that I have that I like that fit my build. But if you want to truly like min max your way to success in this game. It will literally cost you money to the point that somebody I don't know who, but somebody did the calculations to get a fully maxed out character in this game could cost you upwards of one hundred thousand dollars of real American money. If you pay if you paid your way to do it, essentially. Yeah, I heard it's I heard it's one hundred ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a big ass whale. Well, and here's but here's the thing. It didn't have to be this way. Like you have a fun game. And well, the thing that I don't understand to some extent is we have two other Diablo games that are currently on the market that are very good. And we have Diablo four that's coming next year, probably, which is, I would presume is going to be very good. So it's like, it's not like, like this is the only way to experience Diablo. Like if anything, playing this game has made me think, Huh, I wonder if I should pick up Diablo 2 finally. Like, like I might be in the mood to actually play through Diablo 2 and do all that. I am not going to... Th- like, I'll buy a Battle Pass. I might even buy one of, like, the cheap discounted, like, pat- like you know, how mobile games, like, oh, here's this, like, booster pack for completing this area that comes with this shit. Like, I might buy, like, one or two cheap one of those. I'm not going to spend more than $10 a month on this game. And even then, like, like, what does $10 a month get you? Not really a whole lot. And, like, you can literally see, I think Asmongold did a video on YouTube of him running free dungeons, like, like running regular dungeons with free currency versus, like, running with the legendary crest that you can pay for. And it is wildly different, like, the rewards that you get. Like, like it, they are literally telling you, hey, like, drop, drop money if you want to get powerful in this game. And that really <laughs> fucking sucks. Like, it's a really huge fucking bummer to see that because say what you like. And that's the thing that boggles my mind about this, that Activision Blizzard has experience in making a very successful free to play mobile game. That's not like, I mean, people have complaints about Hearthstone and, and rightfully so. It's not perfect. But you can do a lot in Hearthstone for very little money and still feel like you're getting your money's worth to the point where you want to give them money. Like we talk about all the time on this show, how there's a, there's, there's a handful, a small handful of games that are either free to play or very low cost to entry that have microtransactions that deliver such a good enough game experience that you don't feel bad handing your money to those people because you don't feel like you're being cheated out of it. Or you don't feel like that you're being funneled to spend it. Like, it's like, Hey, I'm having a good time with this. I'm going to reward the developers and and here you know here's twenty bucks to buy this thing that'll give me some extra stuff in this game that I'm already enjoying. Apparently, Genshin Impact is like that as well. Like Genshin Impact is a gotcha game with a Breath of the Wild fucking you know scene on top of it. But people enjoy giving money to that game because there's a lot of content in that game that you can play that's genuinely free. That's not going to that's not going to rake rake you over the coals. For money and Diablo Immortal, once I get past the story, I'm really curious to see what draw there is to really continue 
grinding up my character because there are certainly power gaps in the game. Like, like they, like they, like you have like a PVE ranking or not ranking, but like a PVE power level and a PVP power level. Cause they have PVP in the game as well, which is also really fun. And I would imagine that those gains are going to slow once you hit the max level, unless you start like, Oh no, now you got to get these gems. Here's the thing, like all like everything they say where they're like, oh, you know, all of your gear, there's no pay to win. There's no like, you know, pay for gear in the game. That's true unless you count legendary gems as gear, which considering they're integral parts of these builds, they absolutely are. (laughs) It's like it's like buying a gun or getting a gun for free, but like buying bullets like a thousand dollars a bullet or some shit. Yeah. It's like I said, it, and, and and I I just don't I don't understand why they felt like they needed to go that route. I understand why they did it because they felt like they could, but I don't I don't yeah. see I, I don't I don't I don't see why they feel like they needed to do that because this like it's Diablo, like it's it's a property that has millions of fans that would that were very that would have been excited about this game that became excited about this game when you're like oh it's coming to PC. And it got a lot like the game got a lot of good press and they were hyping it up and talking about it and all this jazz. You didn't have to make it this harsh. You really didn't because I have a feeling that you would make as much money catering to people to a wider swath of people willing to give you a little bit of money than trying to go whale fishing, which is what they're doing right now. And apparently like, like most people think that this game is you know, designed specifically for the Asian market where they don't give a shit about this stuff. Like they will absolutely spend money on these games because they're kind of used to it. And for us in the U S like, unless you're a mobile gamer, it's shocking how much money that they expect you to dump into this game. Yeah. hundred dollars. What? Yeah. (laughs) But, but like I said, it's, I don't know. Like I, and and I feel like there's time for them to turn the ship around. Like I, I do feel like that they're going to monitor their, player numbers and they're going to see like when people are dropping off. And I have to imagine that they see people not really investing into the end game, that they're going to have to make some changes to the economy. But sure. But like in the meantime, like it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Sure. Like see what you can see, what you can squeeze out of these people. And then you look like heroes, right? Right. Oh, well we see you guys don't look like it's classic, like it's classic, like corporate bullshit. Right. Yeah. Get it, uh, but wow, <laughs> yeah. So, so Micah, that being said, like the game is fun and you should play it if you want another Diablo experience, but just just kind of know what you're getting into and set well guardrails for yourself. So, I, I like Diablo, but I'm not, uh, like, uh, like you said, I'm not one of those people that's like, I gotta, I gotta fucking min max my character and do everything I need to, right? Like, I, I just want to, I just want to kind of mess around with it. Mm-hmm. on days that I have to go into work. Um, and uh, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, my big, my big thing is uh, just how is it going to play on the phone? Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll see. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I go to work on Thursday. I'll give it a shot. And well, just, just so you that. know, uh, I am on the eternal conflict server. So if you want to, uh, if you want to be able to meet up, then you're going to want to go on that server. Eternal. Co- yeah, that was another thing. Why? That's another reason why I didn't start it yet. Because I saw you had to pick a server, and I was yeah. like, "All right, well, let me figure out what server Brad is on." Eternal <laughs> conflict. Yeah. Okay. 
eternal. So there you go. There's there's that. Well, well, Michael, why don't why don't you tell the fine people about our wares before we move on to talking about the state of play? Yeah. So um, go to uh, densepixels.com slash fans and get invited to our discord there. Uh, Talk about a lot of stuff. Talk about uh, we talk about wrestling, uh, how. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, had the worst purple nurple ever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and, uh, and how Cam is like, it's a work, bro. Uh, <laughs> it's a work, bro, is the dude I told you of wrestling parlance. <laughs> um, and uh, you can talk about, you can talk about, uh, you can talk about games. Like everyone talked about state of play. Uh, we talk about uh, gaming news and stuff like that. Go to, go to dunspixels.com slash fans. Not, not to, to not to slow you down, but I mean, with, with, with key three being this week, like it's, it's probably bound to have a lot of chatter inside of the, uh, inside of the discord. Just saying. I, I mean, that's the name from now on. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, <laughs> go to uh, youtube.com slash dense pixels, hit the uh, subscribe button, and then hit the bell, and then give us a like uh, because we like you and you should like us. And you should subscribe to all of the TNP Studios podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, sorry, Jay is uh, sending me messages about uh, his favorite person in the world, The Rock, who he has a blood feud with for some strange reason. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he hates The Rock. I, he hates well, the Rock. I mean, like, fine, but like, like, is he just upset about like the Black Adam poster or something? I think so. Released? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Not oh, upset. Is there a Black like, Adam poster? There is. Yeah, there's a Black Adam poster. Uh, and you can hear us talk about it when you subscribe to the Nerd Podcast. Maybe yeah, not black on black. Well, I guarantee you, we're not going to talk about it on black on black cinema. But you could subscribe <laughs> to that show anyway. Uh, Coming distractions is probably where we'll talk about it, uh, and you get the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. And because that's not enough, go to densepixels go to densepixels dot com slash premium for five dollars a month or fifty dollars for the full year. You get access to a bunch of other podcasts, including the airing of grievances, no time to bleed, the men with the golden tongues, upstage conversations, and the full hour and a half, two hour ish episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. That is densepixels dot com slash premium. The new uh the new men with the golden tongues episode uh should be up by the time you're listening to this. Because I just keep forgetting to post it because I'm an idiot, apparently. And I think I'm going to create a key three uh, channel inside the discord yes. for, all, for all of the uh, for all of the summer games fest, you know, E3 adjacent talk uh, that's going to that's going to be out there. So make sure you, if you're in the discord that you keep an eye out for that. Uh, Sony had a state of play that was very well regarded by most people. Yeah. Last week. Um, that was a good one. Yeah. Let's I mean, let's just let's just fucking walk through this shit. Uh, are, are Mike, are you excited about Resident Evil 4 remake? Uh, you know, I, as, as noted before, I don't have a backbone, um, <laughs> but, uh, it does look really good. You know, I, I like these Resident Evil games. I, but I never finished four. Mm-hmm. Um, really? Yeah. And apparently four is literally the best Resident Evil. You that's know, that's what I've been told. You know, that's what they say. I don't, I don't know if they're correct on that. Though. I mean, I had a blast with five. I know that's blast for me to say, uh, but five I, is I the really... only one that I have spent any extensive amount of time playing because I it's... am a baby back bitch, and that game is just sort of a fun 
Cool it's an action game, action man. game. <laughs> yeah, it's an action game where you get to live your white man fantasies of going to Africa and killing a bunch of black people in grass skirts chucking spears. The third level has black people in grass skirts chucking spears, and it's okay because you got a black partner. Get out of here, game. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but I really like five. It's, it's, it's I played a lot of five in undergrad <laughs> in, in college. <laughs> uh yeah uh resident evil i think is a fantastic series and it's just one that i am not not gonna play i'm very excited that they're remaking four because i mean it feels like capcom has been in sort of a renaissance these last few years mm-hmm. uh, a lot of really well-received games a lot of really well-received remakes so good for them good for them for listening to the fans because Lord knows, you know, the moment they announced they were remaking two, people were like, where's four? And it was just like, can we? I mean, do you guys, I mean, I I still remember sitting with you guys when we were watching that stream and we were just like, what is this? Like, this looks amazing. Like, and then like, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's incredible. So, um, I'm not a big four stand though. Like, I think two is still the best. And I think the remake kind of even proved that that much more. Um, but that's just my opinion. Well, maybe the remake of four will change your mind. I mean, but. they, they say that it's not a straight remake. They say it's a, it's a new game, uh, reimagined around like the yeah. story beats of re fours. So that could be interesting to see if they do something wildly different with this less escort missions. I think that's what the one that everybody <laughs> that's wants. Another thing, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. Like I love, I'm a Capcom fan. And as every Capcom fan, every Capcom fan is like a Capcom fan for life. Right? Like is a, is a, a, it's a terrible abusive relationship that Capcom <laughs> fans have of Capcom when they, but, but we, but we love them. Um, it flaws and all. And a big flaw for me was that fucking escorting the president's daughter around. I'm just like, I don't want to do this. There's a guy with a with a potato sack on his head and a chainsaw coming after me, and I got to worry about Ashley. Get out of here, man. No. Well, uh, we'll see what happens. That yeah. releases on March 23rd, 2023. Uh, Spider-Man is coming to the personal computing <laughs> system uh, later this year, I do believe. Uh, so that's very cool. August 12th is the date for that. So if you've been uh, holding out on getting a PlayStation, but you really want to play Spider-Man, good news. It's going to be probably be the prettiest way to play that game is on a high-end PC. So very cool. Um, her, her, for, uh, Horizon Forbidden West uh, got an update adding New Game Plus and a few other things. Um, and there is a new Horizon VR game called Call of the Mountain. That's going to be a launch title for the VR2 headset, I do believe, that's coming out. So that, of course, looked very pretty. Um, a lot of people were buzzing about the Callisto Protocol trailer. This is the new game from the former makers of Dead Space, uh, which is uh, coming next year. Actually, December 2nd this year is when it's set to release. I'm not, I'm not going to play that. I don't think any of us are. No, yes. I'm definitely not playing this. Like I can get with Resident <laughs> Evil, right? Because Resident <laughs> Evil is just kind of like, but like, nah, I can't play. I can't play like like this type of of like alien weird, type. nasty body horror stuff. Nah, yeah, yo, no. just give me just just give me African zombies and grass skirts chucking spears. <laughs> I, will, I, will sh- I will I will blow their heads off. This shit is fucking weird. Uh, a good. A roller skating third person shooter called Rollerdrome was shown off with a very unique art style. I don't I can't decide if 
I am really interested in this game or if I'm like not wanting anything to do with it. I can't tell. Yeah, enough. I'm sort of I'm sort of in the same way. Um, I think the game looks really cool. It's got that sort of comic booky cell shaded style to it. I'm a big fan of the idea of taking like a roller skating game and adding some other wacky bullshit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I, I look at the, the trailer and it seems unpolished. It, it seems very unfinished um, and it's coming out in August. So I just. I don't I don't know how good it's actually going to be. I hope it's good. Um, but the, an- the animations a- or lack thereof were really bothering me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they were like seemed seemed very sort of like stock animations yeah. for a lot of the characters, which is always disappointing to see. But, yeah. you know, I hope it comes out and it's good and it's fun. Uh, a game directly marketed to carry called Eternites <laughs> uh, is a action dating sim that's coming out next year. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is this is like an indie title, which is interesting because it looks very polished and next gen for an indie game. Um, yeah, apparently Eternites is uh, an action game that has dating sim elements to it, which is cool. Uh, hope the action portion is good because otherwise I'm not going to play it. I'm not just going to play, you know, a, I'm not going to play a crummy action game to get to a decent dating sim. Um, I'll <laughs> uh, see uh, Resident Evil Village and uh, Resident Evil 4 are going to have VR content. I don't know what that means precisely, but uh, I think Village is coming in its entirety. OK, to VR2. Um, and then I think they were just like RE4 content in development. Gotcha. And I, I don't know what that means. Uh, no and Man's Sky like is walking- also No Man's Sky should yeah. be cool in VR. It could also be very motion sickness inducing, I imagine. Yeah. Um, and then they're doing a Walking Dead game for yes. VR. Yes, a, a sequel to the one that currently exists. So Saints Saint Sinners came out a little bit. Terrence said it was good, I do believe, um, when he played yeah. it. Um, Tunic's coming to PlayStation, which I'm looking forward to. I'm really looking forward to that coming to Switch, but uh, I'll take it on PlayStation if it doesn't come to Switch. That's coming out in September. Um, Stray is uh, going to be free if you have, like, the top-tier PlayStation Plus subscription. That comes out in July. Um, game looks I'm excited interesting. for Stray. Yeah. Look, if anything bad happens to that cat, I'm going to burn Sony's headquarters down. Mm. If anything bad happens to that cat, I'm not going to care. <laughs> no. Now, the, now no. these last two, we're, we're going to go a little out of order because we have more to talk about with the second of the two. Especially, you know, given two of the assholes in this fucking podcast. Uh, but the last thing they showed was a new trailer um, for Final Fantasy 16. I got to I got to say, I was hoping for more gameplay. I guess there were some gameplay bits in this trailer yeah. as well. I will say this. I don't think I've been as excited for a Final Fantasy game um, to come out as I have been for this since probably Final Fantasy 8. I this is the most excited I have been about a mainline Final Fantasy game this century. Um, I just, <laughs> I I know that stuff like 12 and 15 and even 13 has its dedicated fan base. But like the mm-hmm. the modern style of settings that Final Fantasy has largely lived in ever since 7 came out. Um, I've never clicked with that. Um, I want my fantasy games to be in a high fantasy environment. And um, I always thought like four and six were like that perfect blend of sort of steampunky Magitech 
technology with more classical high fantasy elements. So the fact that we are going back to this like medieval style high fantasy stuff and that they're putting such an emphasis on the summons and the icons, um, that's really exciting. The development staff that they sort of announced on the Final Fantasy Twitter after the fact, um, it is... As far as I am concerned, it is very much an all-star team of people. It's being produced by Naoki Yoshida, who's the man behind the vast majority of the content in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, it's being directed by Hiroshi Takai, who is responsible for Final Fantasy V, Saga Frontier, and The Last Remnant. Uh, Kazutoyo, my hero... Uh, is the creative director and original screenplay person. And so he was responsible for a lot of stuff in 14 as well as in 12 and in The Last Remnant. Um, the combat director is Ryota Suzuki, who um, is responsible for Devil May Cry 5 <laughs> and uh, Dragon's Dogma and some other stuff at Capcom, which is exciting to have sort of fresh blood in the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, and the composer is Masayoshi Soken, who is the composer for FF14 as well, uh, and plenty of other great games. And yeah, I'm just, I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited to see um, some folks who have an incredible track record with not just the Final Fantasy name, but with RPGs in general and with other styles of games coming into the mainline Final Fantasy franchise to sort of take it back to its roots a little bit here. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I thought the trailer was great. And uh, they did say that this will be out summer, summer next year. Next year. Yeah. Which really probably means <sighs> holiday next year. <laughs> yeah. We'll see this. Um, this looks amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I, you know, like you said, uh, Carrie, the, you know the modern Final Fantasies are cool and all, but like, like there's something weird about like, like it's not fighting. my flavor it's, of Final Fantasy. There's something weird about fighting a giant turtle and a dragon, and then hopping into a convertible with and eating a cup noodles. You know, as you yeah. do, right? Yeah. Like that just <laughs> it just feels weird. Like so, this th this looks amazing. Um, I, it, it looks like it's, it looks like it's taking itself way too seriously and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it's what, it. Right? It's what I want out of my, out of my, uh, like, like Carrie said, out of your fantasy based on role playing games. Hell yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, we don't have horses. We're riding on giant fucking chickens, but like, so what? Like this We're is, getting this kaiju is battles first. out of this. It looks Hell like. Hell yeah, man. This shit looks amazing. Like I can't, I can't wait for, uh, I can't wait for this. This, this. So my, my, yeah. my question is like, are your care, is your party going to be like the human manifestation of like the summons or is this going to be like a power ranger situation where you basically can like call on <laughs> like each character I, can call on I one of the know. individual summons and, and, and like, I could go either way with it. The way yeah. that they sort of framed up, um, like the naming of like these, the, the, the different summons and whatnot, the, the icons where, you know, you clearly see like this woman turns into Garuda and this person turns into Titan and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm in I'm yeah. day one. I'm in unless yeah, something terrible happens between now and next year when this game comes out. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's been a while since I have had such faith 
in a Square Enix RPG <laughs> sort of from the jump, right? Um, I feel like Square Enix at large let Tetsuya Nomura like steamroll certain aspects of some of their franchises, Final Fantasy included. And I don't think he should be directing video yeah, games. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it, is, it is it is time for that era to be to be dusted. Go away. If I mean, if not go away entirely, like if they're just going to be like, okay, cool, buddy, like just fuck, just do Kingdom Hearts, just do whatever the fuck you want to do in this corner with you your to, fucking go to, go to Kingdom Hearts pur- Purgatory and leave leave yeah. the rest of us alone. And, so, sit at the kitty table. Get out. It's just I I simply don't think that um that the way that the franchise has gone this century at large has has really um i i I don't want to say it hasn't been good it hasn't been good for me it's been good for plenty of other people i mean you know for fuck's sake final fantasy 15 was critically lauded in many aspects um i just you know i can't look at that and connect to it as a fan of older final fantasy games is Mm. that's just sort of where i'm at um so yeah, FF16 was a great thing to end on. Definitely definitely got me hype as shit for this game. So I'll tell you what got me and Micah hype as shit was the second to last thing that they showed yeah. in this conference, uh, which was an extended look at Street Fighter 6, uh, which... They changed the logo, which is good. Yeah, it, well, the, and the new, the new <laughs> logo is like dope as shit. Like, they did a good job with that, with that new yeah. logo instead of making it look like fucking clip art or whatever the hell it was before. <laughs> Um, literally adobe stock art yeah yeah so micah why don't you take us through what appears to be uh some of the new features of this brand new street fighter game the first we've gotten since 2016 um so the big thing in this trailer is it looks like you are going to be walking around metro city um it seems like there's going to be a big push for single player content. Like I think they really did take street fighter five and the lessons from street fighter five to heart. Mm-hmm. Um, because this looks like a fully like feature rich, like super, like it looks like they're putting money and time and care into this. And, um, and it looks, it, and it looks great. Right. Like even like, I know like people in the fighting game community don't like the word casual. Right. But like you have to appeal to people who are just like, Oh, this maybe looks kind of cool. Maybe I'll check this out. If you want these things to survive, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, uh, and so anyway, the trailer takes us and we, we see, we see a character running through Metro city. It looks like you can, um, uh, uh, fight randos on the street for some strange reason. Yes. Um, you, you can, you can literally be a street fighter in this game. uh, Yeah. Uh, and then it goes and shows off, uh, four characters. Um, Luke, you know, all right. Your hair looks dumb. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, who looks awesome, right? Uh, Chun Li, everybody's uh, everybody's uh, favorite world warrior, and Ryu, uh, the stalwart. And when I see the game in action, it's using RE Engine, and I I love the slightly more realistic proportions, mm-hmm. right? Like 
they're not like Street Fighter doesn't have realistic proportions. Like if you look at the hands and feet, like they're 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 big, but yeah. they're big so that they're big for a reason, right? So that your eyes can like keep track of where the limbs are. But I I love the fact that I, I love the way it looks, right? It looks great in motion. Uh, RE Engine, it, it it's it's a weird hybrid of like realistic but not, mm-hmm. but it works. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like the hyper realism of the Resident Evil mo- uh, movies, <laughs> games, but it works for what Street Fighter is. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like a natural evolution. Um, there's, it, in the trailer, it looks like they're taking aspects from all of the best Street Fighters. Yeah, and the, like, them- like the you know, like the vibes are very like Street Fighter three ish. To me, which is a good yeah. thing, I think, to return to that sort of like hip hop's like not the right term, but like it, it, I don't know, it feels like it feels like they're catering to a more it like feels, modern aesthetic. It feels urban, right? Yeah. It feels street, right? And and I get what they're going for. I love it. Um, I've been looking at uh, some of the some of the uh, things that you can do in the game. Um, it, so they have this new system called the drive system Mm -hmm. and it's basically, it's like every street fighter has a gimmick, right? Like street, street fighter two, they introduced like hyper fighting, right? Like fighting at ridiculous speeds Mm -hmm. because right. Street fighter three introduced parrying street fighter four introduced focus attacks. Uh, street fighter five introduced V skills, uh, Street Fighter Six uh, and Street Fighter Alpha introduced like alpha counters and grooves and stuff like that. This looks like it's taking the best from all of the other Street Fighters. Um, it's got a drive gauge, which is basically your your one resource for everything that's not super move related, mm-hmm. and and it's refillable, right? So it, it you have you have drive impacts which are basically focus attacks right that can absorb two moves right um you have drive parries which can work in two different ways right you can either hold the you can either hold the parry buttons down and you can auto parry or you can parry like you normally would and that gets you like a bonus or whatever right you've got overdrive which is your ex moves right everybody knows those um Drive rush, which is basically dash canceling out of any any uh, special right that mm-hmm. that is cancelable, um, and drive reversal, which is basically uh, your alpha counter. And as a person who really really loves like Street Fighter Alpha Two, like uh, like alpha counters are and alpha counters are basically your combo breakers, right? You, but you have to be blocking. It's just basically like a get off me uh, uh, mechanic. Yo, it, it it feels like it feels like they're giving you a lot of different tools that 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 you can make fights very very interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm I'm super excited for where this game plays. Um, I they have they have a something called a modern control scheme, which I, you know is used to kind of get newer people or people who are not into fighting games to get them to kind of jump in and start having fun and start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know people kind of, you know, people who play fighting games kind of scoff at that and I get it. Right. Because like it's, doing it's not, the motion, it's not, it's not for you. 
don't don't right. uh, it's not it's, it's not for you it's just not for you that that's the thing is that it's it's interesting because like the people that would gatekeep that kind of stuff like they don't understand that it's in their interest to not be that way like it's in their interest to like you said to grow that community as much as possible and to i mean that's all gatekeepers you know yeah. what i mean like that's literally all gatekeepers of any fandom um but yeah it, you need people fighting games were were like the shit in the 90s because mm-hmm. it had because a, a lot because everybody bought fighting games that's why you saw so many of them right because everybody bought them and and it's not that way again if you want that to happen again like you got to appeal to, you got to get new people into this stuff um and then so look <laughs> the, the game looks amazing right the game looks great right um and then poor Capcom, God damn it, Capcom! Like th- they literally just cannot catch a fucking break. No, they sure can't. <laughs> the the goddamn roster, the whole fucking roster leaked. The whole starting fucking roster leaked. The whole thing. Now look, I. I Having thankfully, said, these character designs look good as shit, though. Yo, these character designs are hot shit, son. Yo, like, they're I, so <laughs> good. I think I saw someone looked at like Ken's evolution in the last three Street Fighter games, and it was like you know like like Street Fighter oh, Four yeah. is like Fuckboy Ken, and then like Street Fighter Five was Midlife Crisis Ken, and then like this one is like wife she wife took left the fucking kids. <laughs> I mean that's the rumor, right? Like that's the rumor that the that the single player game is you are actually Ken running around Metro City, and you are trying to kind of get your fighting spirit back you know yep. what i mean because ken ken who was the you know he was like a rich boy right like and and he lost it all right and now this is his comeback right like everybody loves a comeback um look man it's it, it sucks but it's it's also like because like all of these designs are fucking uh, super styling smoking triple s fucking shit Dude, this 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 dj design is fucking hot as shit yo this D, yo dj <laughs> looks fucking dope yo he looks like a, he looks like a dj like holy <laughs> yeah. shit what a concept i cammy see people cammy look, look i'm glad you brought her up cammy looks amazing but i see people online who are complaining because she's wearing fucking pants now the pants are pants. literally the pants are literally skin, skin tight. tight. <laughs> like you can see. You, you know what Cammy is probably gonna is probably done with dealing with, given how thick her fucking thighs are, chafing. You know and what look, doesn't happen if if you if you wear pants, chafing. I mean, plus are we are we also gonna act like that her like OG costumes aren't gonna be available at some I mean, point? Her, I mean, right. there, I mean there, there's video there's video of Cammy doing her super move with her OG outfit. Yeah. Right? So like everybody calm down. You could still fap to Cammy all you want. <laughs> but like all of these designs look so fucking dope. Like I can't I can't tell you how much I am I am super excited to play uh to see Even all of Blanca these looks fucking stylish like yo, Blanca got a romper on, you know like he's got <laughs> <laughs> Chun Li I think little- looks I think Chun Li looks amazing. I've seen people complain about Chun Li because she's her, her legs are covered up. I, yo, her legs were technically kind of covered up before. Like she doesn't. She, yo, she's a Chinese woman with black legs. Like, come on, yo. She's I mean, she. I mean, she also like like her alpha costume. She was wearing pants. Like, it's right. not like this and is a new. It's not like this is a no. new thing. 
this is the perfect combination of her Street Fighter 2 classic look and the alpha look. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Um yo, every single looking one of like these a dilf. <laughs> <laughs> yo, uh and then we see like we see the new characters, right? Like there's 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 Luke. All right, whatever. Put some shoes on, dummy. Um <laughs> There's this big Italian lady uh, who looks dope. There's Jamie. There's Lady Abel. Uh, there is uh, Baby T-Hawk. Uh, there's, there's fucking uh, the former owner of the Chelsea Football Club. There's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's African-American ninja girl wearing a Walkman, of all things. Um, and then there's evil Lady Fang. And and uh, Fang as an F dot A dot N dot G. Like, not, I'm not trying to be like fucking racist or nothing. But yo, everybody looks dope, man. Look at Akuma. Look at Akuma. He, he fucking cut his hair. He doesn't have the fucking <laughs> lion mane flower petal hair anymore, man. Yo, he looks dope. Look at Tied stupid it up. ass. It looks Ed. great. Like, look at stupid ass Ed looking like an Abercrombie and Fitch model. Why the why like the why man. the fuck is a dude from Bel or from Germany just named Ed of like of all things? <laughs> my question everybody's favorite evil evil waifu uh fucking jury is is back and she looks great look at rashid look at rashid looking looking fucking dapper as shit looking like looking like he's he's fucking just rich just just fucking look he's fucking awesome dude and uh and and zangief is uh channeling his inner hulk hogan like he's getting older he switched from the tights to the pants like like, we don't we don't want to wear the fucking briefs anymore Fucking Dawson looks great. Like this is a like this is the perfect evolution. That's the perfect look. Dawson looks like what Jay's step, uh, what Jay's father-in-law looks like. With <laughs> like, like he, like he looks dope, yo. yo. Look at my man Gal. Look at my man Gal. You cannot keep those guns in a fucking flight suit. Bam! Like he's just popping out of his, uh, out of it. And is he wearing? Is he got a beard? He's got a beard. I mean, that's not like military, like legal. Maybe, like, maybe I'll he's retired it. at this point. I'll take it. I'll take it because fucking beards make people look dope. So even Honda, look at Honda, yo. Like I don't give a fuck about sumo wrestlers, but this dude looks like he's a fucking evil yakuza sumo wrestler, yo. I, I mm. all, all of them look, all of them look dope, yeah. yo. All of them look dope. I can't wait. It sucks that they got released because, um, like that's like that's how you market a fighting game is like, yes, oh, who's it gonna be? Release. Yeah, but uh, but at the same time, like uh, the hype is still there for me, man. I everybody looks dope. I love it. I can't wait for this game. February. It's not like it's probably gonna come out in February because that's when all Street Fighter games come out for some yeah. reason. February. But um, yeah, man. Uh, look, uh, I'm down. I'm down. You mark me down. Look, I am not a fighting game person because I don't like the fighting game community because of the gatekeepy bullshit. And I'm not very good at fighting games. I I tend to do fighting games, you know, when I have friends over if I'm at a friend's house and, you know, just to have fun. Um, if there's a compelling single player aspect to Street Fighter 6, I might have to pick Street Fighter 6 up. I've always liked Street Fighter. I've always liked the characters. I have very fond memories of playing Street Fighter 2 on SNES at friends' houses as a kid. Um, and so if 6 is is really leaning into the single player aspect in a big way, um, I it might might get me back in, man. Like, I just... Yeah. 
Yeah. I think what I really want to do is just listen to more music from Street Fighter. I mean, that's God. that's that's the part I'm Damn. looking forward to seeing uh, seeing releases from is is like they can drop the give characters, but give me the soundtrack. Of, like all all the stuff, all the old character themes, like fuck me up with that. Yeah. Um. Very cool. Uh, Micah, where can the fine people listening to the show buy Street Fighter Six when it releases? You, you can go to uh, densepixels.com slash Amazon. If you uh, if you go to densepixels.com slash Amazon, uh, you get the same uh, Amazon goodness. I don't know um, uh, that you would. You just give us a we get a we get a little bit of a finer fee. So go to densepixels.com slash Amazon. What are, what are, what is the most pick up where you left off. Uh, <laughs> I'm always terrified when you do oh this because Lord, Lord, Lord only knows <laughs> what we might. Um, a a Da Vinci Piper upholstered recliner and swivel glider in gray with cream piping um, for four hundred dollars. I was going to uh, say sounds care. expensive. You ordered a recliner <laughs> from Amazon? No, I think my wife is pricing them. So oh, okay. when we go to Bye Bye Baby to get a recliner for the new baby's room, uh, we'll kind of know where we need to, where how much we're looking at, so that the the uh, the, the the charlatans and criminals at Bye Bye Baby don't upcharge us. <laughs> um, but yeah, go to uh, densepixels dot com and get yourself a four hundred dollar recliner. Uh, that'll 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 really help us out. <laughs> so, um, give it to me. I mean, it'll really help me out. I mean, you can you can help us out. Sometimes you got to help yourself, and that's what a an entire GameStop store did uh, out in Lincoln, Nebraska, at the Gateway Mall, where apparently the entire store uh, walked out and posted a note on the door encouraging people to shop elsewhere. Um, allegedly. This is in the same general area in Nebraska um, where something similar happened uh, last year at some point, which, I mean, knowing the dispersion of GameStops in Nebraska probably means it's in the same district, knowing, uh, knowing what I know. It's probably the same district manager. Highly likely, highly likely, yeah. assuming that they're still there. Um, but, yeah, um, people said that, you know, we're getting mistreated and and we're getting leaned on for impossible sales and this that or the other thing. And so uh, for our <laughs> mental health, we need to leave. The former store manager um, talked to, I believe, Kotaku in this story that we are referencing here. Um, obviously, the stores be open soon. They'll, uh, you know, they'll pull folks in from other stores in the area to, yeah. to keep the business running. But just a fucking shame, man. Just a fucking shame. I mean, this is it, it's frustrating because on one hand, like, sure, this is the sort of thing that happens across all retail, sort of regardless of whatever specific industry they're in. But this feels so emblematic of how GameStop specifically treats its employees, not just in Nebraska, but elsewhere, because it's like I, I read the story and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, a whole store worth of people walked out after being tired of being held to impossible standards by their district manager. Um, this sure feels like part of the reason why I turned in my keys with no notice eight fucking years ago and nothing in the corporate culture has changed to make anything better for the actual store employees. Yeah. Because they know that, you know, they know that people who are looking for work and like video games will be willing to work at GameStop because that means that they can get paid to talk about video games. That's how they've always worked. 
I mean, that's literally why I applied when I first applied years ago. And, and, and the thing is like, you don't leave at the, it's very telling to me that this situation apparently happened in the same general area recently. Cause you don't generally quit companies. You generally quit people. And mm-hmm. generally like if your boss sucks, that's like, like before I like in the, in the years that I was considering leaving GameStop, um, the time that I made the biggest push personally to do so was when I had a boss that I really didn't like. And when I got a new boss that I liked a lot more, I stopped looking for a while because I was enjoying working again. And it really, it really does boil down to the people that you, that you work for being good. Um, that can manage that can even, even a company that is a little bit, uh, let's say at sea as GameStop is right now, especially with them deciding like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to look into NFTs and crypto and all this other bullshit. Um, having a good person that you work for can help assuade a lot of that chaff from falling down to the store level. I will say so sounds to me like their district manager fucking sucks ass. Um, and that's probably really the root cause. Of what happened here. Um, Tim Sweeney uh, decided to let everybody know that there was no way uh, that Fortnite was ever going to get cryptocurrency because he sees it as a scan. And yet uh, the Epic Games Store is going to be publishing its first NFT game uh, with a Wild West uh, battle game, battle royale game rather called Grit, which is coming uh, soon to the Epic Yeah, the game looks like hot trash. (laughs) They're like, oh, we're publishing this NFT game. And then you look at the footage and you're like, yeah, okay. It's so like, (laughs) it's so funny to watch these people online who are big, like web three proponents who talk about how like, oh, like can, like there was some screed that I saw that someone screen capped uh, from LinkedIn that they put on Twitter yeah. about this yeah. dude, like walking through the, like the, 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 N- the NFT utopia in the view- video game industry. And can you imagine what this would be like? And he was detailing like how you could go from one game to the next and use currency from this game and this other game to do this thing. Right, hold and, on. Let me. Yeah. Are, are you going to find it? Cause it's, it's oh, pretty I, fucking. Oh, no, I got it. Oh yeah. Okay, great. I got it. Yeah, this is. This is by a guy, Nicholas Verricky, says the year is 2030. It's a rainy Saturday afternoon. You've just finished mining 30 obsidian ore playing Crypto Crush Saga. Before before you get too far, this also reads as the most LinkedIn post of all LinkedIn posts. Oh, it absolutely is super LinkedIn. Super LinkedIn speak. You open up the Elder Chains online and feel a rush of excitement. Your buddy from school has spent the last two years becoming a master blacksmith, and he has agreed to turn the 10 obsidian ore into an obsidian battle staff, a huge upgrade over the mithril mace you've been wielding for the last weeks. It'll take him an hour or so. In the meantime, you hop into Clash of Guilds and use the remaining obsidian to upgrade your town hall to the next level. That should keep your village safe for now. You wish you could fast forward time to tonight. Your guild has plans to go for a deep run into the wilderness and the old school rune chains. And your prospects of a successful run and great loot have never been better. All members have been spending the past two weeks grinding for better weapons, and you've agreed through a vote to use the guild treasury to buy everyone a new full set of red dragon height armor. Tonight's objective is to kill the level 128 frost giant hiding in the cave of sorrow. He has a 5% chance of dropping an immaculate orb of brilliance, of which there are currently only four in existence. 
This orb can be used as a power source in an upcoming space exploration game and should give your guild a great advantage in reaching distant galaxies first. A 5% drop rate is low, but you're feeling optimistic. In the distance, you hear a faint, blockchain doesn't bring anything new to games. You shrug and join your friends in the Discord voice channel. Life is good. Hashtag blockchain gaming. (laughs) Aside from... The fact that this was written by someone who tangentially knows what video games are, but has never yeah. actually played one before. Um, it's so funny how all of this shit just gets kind of steered back around to to like microtransactions and, and, yeah, and to the same is. kind of bullshit. Like, 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 I love that, like, oh, five percent doesn't seem good, but you're 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 feeling like roll the dice, roll the dice tonight. I'm just like, as, of course, as Jason Schreier himself said in his reply to this if you've ever worried about exploitive uh or exploitative play play to earn mechanics growing prevalent in the video game industry just remember that the people investing hundreds of millions of dollars into them think that their biggest biggest selling point is that (laughs) that sounds like it was prepared by someone that delivers that to people that they are about to swindle into a pyramid scheme. One thousand percent. Yes. Again, this this this, this is what you tell people who also don't play video games um, to get them to invest into the video game industry. Is like, oh, this 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 all sounds like general nerd speak to me. It must be incredibly authentic and entirely possible. And the funny thing is, is that there, like, as I saw someone else point out online. Of all the things they detailed here, absolutely none of it technically would require the blockchain to exist. What it would require is one is one video shared game server. Yeah, one developer able to share assets across you know multiple games that they develop. Like that's what there's it would take. no part of that that required blockchain yeah. even a little bit. So like so if if such a if such a <clears throat> linked environment uh in across multiple games was something that the game industry desired uh the game industry could make it happen the problem is that they all are better off being siloed because sharing that resource across space is not financially conducive to being successful so uh once again blockchain continues to be fucking dumb um yeah so dragon age for some reason announced the the title of the new game and that's it um yep. which called dreadwolf of course so there you go Micah, do you like the uh the purple the very purple logo that they released for it i mean i i am partial to purple um <laughs> i do like it um look i i i, I just need to i i i'm very curious the the name is fine the name makes sense right like it, we're going to figure out what the fuck Solus is doing. and what is I'm going to crack that egg. <laughs> yeah, man. Like what that, what, what is your fucking problem, dude? Um, I am, look, it gives me an excuse to go back and play Dragon Age Inquisition, sure. which uh, is, is, is a okay with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's really not much, you know, that's the name. Yep. And, you know, I like the name. It makes sense. You're going after, you're figuring out what the, what the hell Solus is doing. I get it. Like, when's it coming out? Yep. Not not uh, not this year. Probably not next, if I had to guess. So, 
yeah, we got a lot of ways still. And also the uh, the uh, QA contractors uh, that work for Bioware in Edmonton uh, voted to unionize. So there's another uh, video game uh, organization that has decided to organize their labor, which is very smart. Um, finally, in the news, uh, look, I'm sure that many of you out there that are fans of one Sonic T Hedgehog uh, tire of me making fun of the blue blur uh, relentlessly uh, for his games that are normally very, you know, hot garbage that people somehow talk themselves into being good. Look, I'm not here to judge your life choices. You can be wrong and that's fine. No, um, they're not good platformers. Joe. They're not good platformers. They're not. However, <laughs> I just want to point out that the Sonic game developers make it really easy to make fun of Sonic games. And another great example of that was the reveal uh, of Sonic Frontiers, which is a new open world Sonic the Hedgehog game, 3D open world Sonic the Hedgehog game that's allegedly coming out this year. They say it's going out this year, and I just I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. So that all this week there has actually been footage sort of trickling out through IGN because that was, I guess... <laughs> your, 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 your main source for Sonic the Hedgehog news uh, and like on one hand I think certain things look really cool and interesting and on, on, on the other end of things I'm just like this world this island feels sort of empty like I don't really know what's going on I can't really glean any plot from this at all like I, I want it to come out and I, and I really want it to be good and I really think it has the potential to be very good looking at the trailers. But I also think it has the potential to be very bad. And I worry, given the history of Sonic the Hedgehog in three dimensions, that it might be the latter. Um, it is, but, it is uh, not an accident. It is not an accident that the most beloved Sonic game, the most highly praised Sonic game that has come out in since Sonic 3. For fuck's sake. And actually, that's not fair. Since since Sonic Adventure was Sonic Mania. And yeah. it's because Sonic Mania took Sonic the Hedgehog back to its roots, which is where people fell in love with Sonic the Hedgehog. Even though the yeah. games aren't actually good platform games. But that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, like, do people like Sonic for his personality? Like because his personality Look, is is from a bygone era. It just there's, it just there's is. a lot of reasons to like Sonic the Hedgehog. I think what chili dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, like, you know, he was he was always sort of positioned as like the edgier, cooler alternative to Mario, and um, you know, obviously, very much became became his own thing. Um, I mean, the the Sonic franchise and the character designs at large have always gone by rule of cool. Where the fuck do you think Shadow the Hedgehog came from? They're like, all right, cool. How do we take this already cool looking character and make him even cooler? <laughs> let's, Ed, let's let's make we're gonna, we're gonna make the him black and red. Just crank it up. Cloud strike the Hedgehog. It. I love Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> Completely unironically. Big the cat shirt right now. Yeah. Look, Son Sonic fans, be thankful that you somehow defying logic got two 
entertainingly Two good Sonic really movies. Fun movies. Yeah, and like and just just kind of give up the ghost at this point. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, um I look, I again I feel I'm very mixed on how Sonic Frontiers is looking so far. I hope it's good. The combat team's sort of interesting. Some of the the boss fights that they showed today during the Sonic Central presentation, which was different than the footage that IGN had. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a boss where you sort of it's like this big sort of flying serpent, basically, and you like run along his back and like run up to the head and like whack it. I'm just like it it almost seems sort of Shadow of the Colossus-ish in mm-hmm. in a way that is, I think, cool and interesting. Um yeah, I hear you. But yeah. one of the one of the things that is off putting to the uh, off putting to me about this is that this world looks hyper realistic and Sonic the Hedgehog looks like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> now I know that like the movies, like I know that the movie, but like at least in the movies, like the Sonic has like texture to his like yeah. quills and stuff like that. This looks like a a a very good high res version of the cartoon Sonic in this hyper-realistic world. And um, I don't know. It just, I mean, I guess you get used to it. Um, I'm not going to, I mean, the world looks empty, but like this is, you know. But also it's like you want to be able to run really fast for a long period of time without running into anything, right? Right. So it It has has to be empty to an extent. Um, Right. So it's, look, I am, I'm trying to reserve Fuck that. This game is going to be trash. It's going to be fucking hot garbage. <laughs> and it's going to be fucking awful. And I'm calling here now. Not not that this is a bold prediction by any stance of the imagination. Any, any imagination that a 3D Sonic game is going to be a fucking dumpster fire. But I can assure you that this game is going to be a fucking dumpster fire and be awful. But buy it on densepictures.com slash Amazon. Sonic gaming news, there was a new trailer for Sonic Origins, which of course includes the remastered editions of Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, as well as Sonic CD. Um, there are some remastered stages, and then like new modes like Mirror Mode are being introduced and whatnot. So if you are preferential to the classic Sonic the Hedgehog, Origin should hopefully scratch that itch. Um, the other thing that I was me personally, I was most excited about out of the Sonic Central presentation. Uh, last year, they did this big 30th anniversary Sonic Symphony Orchestra show that uh, included, I believe, a London based orchestra, um, as well as Crush 40 and a couple other guests. That was, that was a year ago. That was a year ago. I remember that like it was like recent. The years have absolutely blurred together that was a full year ago um yeah uh they're gonna tour that symphony which is really exciting um they're they haven't announced any dates beyond uh the fact that they will be doing this at the brazil game show in october with a full tour after that so i'm really excited for this uh as soon as they did it last year i was like Man, it'd be really, it'd be really nice if they toured this. <laughs> so I'm glad they're touring it, because like the the whole set list, if it is exactly the same set list as what they had last year, uh, fuck me up with that. Absolutely, like it is. It was such a good set. Um, I mean, they they had uh, Sonic one, two, uh, three, and Knuckles medleys, as well as a Game Gear medley. They had a Sonic Mania medley. They did a medley of stuff from just from Sega Saturn. 
Um, like they they hit games that most people don't even like, but like even in the games that aren't good, that are like universally considered not good, like Sonic 06, the music has always been fucking baller. So it was cool to get all these orchestral renditions of that stuff. Um, Sonic Lost World, Sonic Forces. Um, and then all of the sort of vocal songs like Open Your Heart and Sonic Heroes and Sonic Boom and I Am All of Me from Shadow the Hedgehog. And then, of course, Escape from the City and Live and Learn and whatnot were on that set list as well. So uh, I really hope it comes somewhere close to here. But I also I'm just like, fuck it. I'll travel to see a Sonic the Hedgehog Symphony Orchestra show. Whatever. I'll go. I think I think I think this might be a more concerning uh, part of your personality than your extreme Golden Sun fandom. I gotta say, like, I, like I feel like we might need to stage a Sonic <laughs> intervention for Carrie. I hate I hate to see you doing this to yourself. Um, That's fine. It's very like. damaging. Um, so, a couple games are coming out this week. Uh, Spellforce Three Reforced is coming to PlayStation, Xbox, uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic Two, The Sith Lords coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, Pro Cycling Manager is coming to PC uh, alongside Tour de France 2022, uh, which is coming to PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Uh, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaiba, The Hinokami Chronicles, a rare double hyphen game title, uh, is coming to <laughs> Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Quarry, which is the new game from Supermassive, which are the um, like the Until, Until Dawn folks, um, yeah. is coming to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. And the game that I will be playing... This weekend, for sure, uh, Mario Strikers Battle League coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I played the online preview uh, only a little bit because you had to play online and only during certain times. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And I hope that the single player offerings are much better than we got in Mario Tennis and Mario Golf, uh, which came before it. So fingers crossed that that is the case. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that coming out. Uh, it is also a new month since we've recorded, so there's new free shit that you can get on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, starting on PlayStation, you can get God of War, uh, Naruto to Baruto, Shinobi Striker, and Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Fuck, I can't talk. Uh, all for free with your PlayStation now, Plus subscription. Of, real quick, that's a, that's a pretty timely free drop um, because they're doing a big update that finally adds voice acting to the game. Featuring all of the actual voice actors from the cartoons. So if that was a game that you passed on initially, hey, fuck it. It's free. Might as well grab it now that all the characters are actually voiced. Yeah. Uh, if you have Xbox, uh, there's one standout game here uh, the check out. But uh, that's Super Meat Boy, which is available from in the first half of June uh, until the 15th. And then Rascals comes out in the second half of June. Those are your 360 games. And then your Xbox One titles are Avon Colony. And Project High Rise Architects Edition, which I think Project High Rise is like SimCity uh, offshoot of sorts. So uh, that's what you got for free if you have a Xbox. Now we take it to the Dense Pixels post office where I have to figure out where we left off from the last episode. <laughs> Uh, what was the last episode? So probably the 30, not the 31st, the 24th, 24th. anything yeah. after the Yeah, 24th. we we talked about, um, I think I talked about, yeah, I talked about the F1 podcast in the last episode. So that's, where, that's where we left off. Um, Cam asks if we're excited about uh, WB Multiversal. That that had no. its big like press thing. Multiverses um, looks like shit. Yeah, it's, I, I, I don't, I'm not too high on that. Um, no. Nah. Uh, Film Wander asks a couple racing questions. I don't 
remember enough about the Indy 500 because it was too long ago. But he did ask if Monaco is no longer on the schedule around this time for Formula One next year, where should the new race be at? Uh, they just shouldn't have one. Like, if they don't have Monaco, just take a race off the calendar. There's already too many races. Uh, as it is, Micah, have you continued watching Dry to Survive? Uh, I'm, I am behind. Okay. Um, I forget where, I forget where I am, but I'm behind. Just, okay. Like I said, I can't, I can't wait till you finish the season. Um, cause I want to, Oh, you'll, you'll know. Like yeah. I, like I kind of remember, but uh, my memory is, is hazy. So yes. Uh, they did reveal, um, the new Pokemon starters that are going to be in Scarlet uh, and Violet. No. So not, not just the starters. I completely forgot. There was a new Pokemon trailer that came out last yeah. week. Um, that, Revealed the new legendaries as well as three more other brand new Pokemon. The two new legendary Pokemon are the sort of motorcycle looking dragon dudes, uh, Koridon and Miraidon. Um, Koridon with a red, very feathery looking color scheme and Miraidon, uh, sort of purpley with like clearly digitized eyes and whatnot. They both look like motorcycles. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, we also got the looks. There will be two different Pokemon professors, uh, one for each game. Uh, I forget their name. One looks very homosexual, and uh, he's going to be clearly the tech-based professor. And then the the girl is basically wearing like a fucking loincloth under her <laughs> lab coat. So it's it's leading to a lot of speculation as far as like you know it's the what's the theme what's the underlying theme of the sort of story here and what's the deal with these two different professors and these two different dragons and i think a lot of people are leaning towards this probably being sort of a tradition versus technology sort of theme conflict to the game which will be interesting but in any case there are three other brand new pokemon you've got palmy who is the new uh, regional electric mouse um very chunky little <laughs> Little chunky little rabbit dude. Uh, and then we have Smoliv, who is an olive that is small. And then we've got LeChuck. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they named the little pig LeChuck. I am delighted. Uh, <laughs> me up. Um, yeah, Le- LeChuck is uh, a little pig and he's chonky. And this is based in. Spain, so he is a lechonk. <laughs> I really hope that they keep the lo- like the like the, the naming convention with its other evolutions. Lechonk <laughs> into into lechungus. Yeah, <laughs> look, and then and then like lechungus grande would be like the final form. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean it's 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 a pretty clever sort of twist because lechon is a like a Spanish pork dish, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so. Chonky pig, lechonk. Um, yeah, no, I'm. I fucking that fucking cracks me up, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, Johnny asks, uh, who we think the three uh, not revealed Street Fighter six characters are going to be? I don't know, man. Like, there's such a wide swath of characters to choose from. I want to see the Dan Street franchise. I I don't think you'll get Dan at launch. I think you'll get Dan eventually through DLC. I don't, I I don't think Dan. he'll be there on day one. Dan's my favorite yeah. Street Fighter character. Yeah. Like I said, I, as I've talked about on the show before, I just like using Dan when people are scrubs online and just spam, <laughs> spam shitty attacks all the time. Um, Cam says E3 has announced it will be back in 2023 as both a digital and in-person event. His question is why? 
Uh, because we can't let Jeff Keeley get away with this. <laughs> no, nah, it's too late, man. It's too late. Key three is it, man. Yeah. In in, in 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 reality, the only reason that it's going to be back is because they want the ESA wants that money from 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 game publishers. That's really that's honest to God. The only reason why they're going to try so hard to put it why. on, yeah. Um, but yeah, that just don't don't. I mean, who knows though? Who knows? Like, it's not like coronavirus is going to be completely stamped out by the time we get to the summer twenty twenty three either. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Film Wander asks, how do you guys feel about Sonic uh, Frontiers preview gameplay? I think we answered that pretty pretty sufficiently. Uh, and then we'll end with Trey, who says, with Sega announcing the Sega Mini 2, which I did not see that announcement, um, does it now feel like maybe slowly Sega and possibly Nintendo will give us the mini version of our specific favorite console for them? Hashtag give me my dream, my mini Dreamcast, damn you. I don't know. Do you think because the problem with a mini Dreamcast is that it would require it would require a lot, a lot of partnerships that. Yeah, Sega doesn't necessarily have any more. Yeah, to get the best um, games from the Dreamcast because a lot of the best games were third party. So, uh, yeah, so Sega did announce the uh, Mega Drive Two Mini console. Um, <laughs> I like how they're just the, skipping over the Saturn. <laughs> because um, no one gives a shit. The what? The who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so it's it'll have um. They confirmed a handful of releases. This is not a complete roster, but it will have Virtual Racing, Bonanza Bros, Shining in the Darkness, which is a great game, um, Thunder Force 4, Magical Taru Taruto, uh, and Fantasy Zone, all of which were Mega Drive games or Genesis games. Um, and then uh, the they confirmed a bunch of Sega CD games that will also be on it, those being... Sylphied, Shining Force CD, Sonic CD, Mansion of Hidden Souls, and Popful Mail. Um, so, yeah. Um, now, the original Genesis Mini, I think, had like 40-something games on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot, so this is probably just a small sampling of what it will have. But this looks like they're going to um, be leaning into stuff that was probably... For the Genesis add-ons, i.e. the Sega CD and the uh, 32X that were not on the original mini Genesis. So maybe we'll still get a miniature Saturn and it'll have five games because the Saturn didn't have <laughs> jack shit worth playing. Can can you name the five <laughs> games that would be on the retro Saturn? Nights into Dreams. Okay. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga. Sure. <laughs> was there a fantasy star game on on the saturn mm, i don't know <laughs> um, daytona usa <laughs> daytona yeah um. <laughs> and that's like that's literally it like like this oh my god the saturn was such a fucking depressing like again the great the greatest bullet yeah. dodge of my entire life was my mom not letting me get the $99 Saturn when they had that in stores where it came with the three, like Daytona, uh, virtual, virtual cop and, and probably virtual uh, fighter, vir- virtual fighter, virtual fighter would probably be on a Saturn mini. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, but yeah, Langrisser lunar, the silver star story. Yeah. There's, I'd like, 
here's the thing like a lot of the stuff that was on saturn was you know available on other systems and was yeah. generally generally better on other systems that being said i would love a quality way to play nights into dreams because that's that's a fun game they could put police knots on there i guess <laughs> i don't know is, is konami interested in publishing uh, I, Hideo Kojima I, games at this point i simply do not know um <laughs> <laughs> fucking was there a sonic game on the saturn there had wasn't been wasn't the one. fact that like they couldn't get a good sonic game on the system like a huge blow to it i thought sonic um, adventure oh, one oh, came out on no the sonic no. adventure one was a launch one launch for, game for the dreamcast oh, okay uh okay so you had sonic r <laughs> and sonic 3d blast <laughs> Which they had on the Genesis, and I only know that because yeah. I played that game to completion uh, when I was a young child. It was probably better on the Genesis. Sonic R, Sonic R is a fun game for what it is. Uh, Sonic Again, 3D Blast uh, maybe a bit was better on the Genesis, but it was not good. I can I can no, assure you of that. Weird, so isometric. Yeah, they were they sure were trying something with that game. Both they games, did. however, excellent music. Yeah, it was I right. love I love the tunes in uh, in Sonic R, especially. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's it for the show. Thank you guys for submitting your questions oh, wow. to the post office. <laughs> um, don't forget that you too can join it. Uh, join our discord at densepiss.com slash fans. Look out for the key three channel coming soon to a discord near you for all of the summer games fest uh, chatter. That'll be going on tomorrow. I'll put that up tonight. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the show as well as all the other shows in the TNP stable. Uh, wherever you get fine podcast, you can find us there. Uh, make sure you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Subscribe there as well. And you can follow us on Twitch. Uh, I'm dense pixels. Brad Terrence is apparition 410. Carrie subs carry. And the main channel is twitch.tv slash dense pixels. Uh, and that's it for this week. So again, look forward. Uh, I don't think this Saturday, if you're in Baltimore, we rescheduled our console war show after it got yeah. canceled the very last minute. <laughs> 1 p.m. Saturday at the War Memorial in Baltimore. Incidentally enough, there will be a Sonic 3D Blast tune in the program somewhere. Weird. So, yes, uh, it's part of a medley. <laughs> and again, uh, look forward to a fucking mega show next week because, of course, we'll oh, have yeah. all of the announcements. I mean, the, like the mic, the Microsoft uh, Bethesda show is apparently so big uh, that it requires two shows to to show everything because they announced a second show, uh, which is going to offer an extended look. At some of the things uh, that they showed. The second the show, show is just going to be Todd Howard naked on a bearskin rug, <laughs> apologizing for delaying Starfields. <laughs> and and Redfall. Redfall. He's like, I had nothing to do with Redfall, but I still feel um, that I have to apologize. We're for sorry. It. So, uh, cool. Well, that's uh, that's it for us this week. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See ya. See ya. <laughs>